You put your fishbowl in, you put your fishbowl out, you put your fishbowl in, and then you shake it all about. You got a bunch of questions, then you're fucking, fucking, fucking. That's what it's all about. Is that charting yet? No, it's not charting. That's too bad. Welcome to Bob's Fishbowl, everybody. I'm Bob Van Dyne, or as absolutely no one calls me. Tijuana Bob over there, the extra-dimensional fish bee. Fish Kembe Matumbol, who we will get to momentarily on the show tonight, but not limited to Devin Nunes Cow, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, marijuana, migrants, Republicans, March Madness, and a nine-year-old Nigerian refugee you're absolutely going to love. But before we get there, I have a story for you. I have a story for you. Last night in Tijuana, got myself into a little situation and honestly, this one scared me. This, this, this one made me nervous. Last night, about 11.30 at night, it occurred to me, uh-oh, I'm running low on the Smokies. I better run over to the, to, to the Quickie Mart. It's, it's OXO here, O-X-X-O. They're, they're everywhere. It's open 24 hours. It's 11.30 at night. I'm by myself. I need, I need more Marlboro Rojo Cientos. See? Like a local. Marlboro Rojo Cientos. Uh, it's, it's a three-block walk, and then, and then, and then to get, that gets you to the main drag, Baja, California, and then, and then you take a left, and then it's another two blocks, and then you're at the Oxo, right? What, what's the worst that could go wrong? Well, Wednesday here in Tijuana, in this neighborhood, Buena Vista, is garbage day. And so last night the garbage cans were out and before the show, even before the sun went down and and this is quite sad firstly, but it's also a reality of being in Tijuana and this is kind of a bougie neighborhood, but you don't have to get very far out of this these few blocks to be out of the bougie neighborhood. But there's someone outside below the balcony going scavenging, going through the trash, looking for whatever they can. I'm like, God, that's so sad, you know, obviously. So everyone has their garbage out. And, and so last night, as I'm walking to the OXO by myself, 1130 at night, I walk by, I walk by one scavenger. I, I didn't think a whole, I'm like, ah, you know, that, that, that's sad. I'm like, just keep it moving. Just, just, just keep it moving, Tijuana Bob. Just, just keep it moving. And then I, I turn the corner and, uh, and, and I do, it's two blocks now to the OXO. I, I cross the first block and then sitting in the building across the, sitting, sitting against it, across the street from the Quickie Mart is this dude. And he's just sitting there and he starts giving me, yo! And this is a guy who's been scavenging through the trash and he's by himself and he seems straight. He's like, he's like yo! Just keeps yelling at me, yo! Yo, and I'm like, I just, just, just head down. Don't, so I'm like, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. I'm like, get into the OXO, get into the OXO, get into the OXO. I get into the OXO, which is supposedly open 24 days, 24 hours, excuse me, seven days a week. No, I get to the door. I try to, I try to hoolay and, and it's, it's locked. It's closed. 
And I asked them why this morning they actually close on Tuesday night from 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. because the last three weeks they've been robbed. It's 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 dangerous on on garbage night around here because there's there's just a lot of scavengers, which again is sad. So I'm like, now holy shit! This thing. So now I gotta walk back by the dude, and he's still like, yo, yo, and then. He gets up and starts following me. And, I, and he's like 15, 20 yards behind me. And, and I can't walk very fast with my back surgery. So I'm kind of, I'm just trying to just, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. And then luckily, by the grace of Jesus or Buddha or, or, or some holy entity, my guardian angel, these other people started crossing the street. And then he started harassing them. Like, yo, yo. And then and then I did it like as fast as I can, like, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. And I looked like 30 yards by and he was he wasn't behind me. But these last three blocks to get down this street and then the little corner back to this uh, the castle that I'm staying at. Oh man, I did I was uh I was breathing pretty hard. And, and to say I exhaled a, a major sigh of relief. Once I got in the door, it's one of those things like you're so nervous. You're like, unlock the door, unlock and the keys are jangling and they're not working and you can't get it in. It's like, damn it, damn it, damn it. But I got in and it, it, it was fine. I, I don't know why, but it was, I felt legitimately like, shit, this is, this is going to end poorly. Like there, there's a real chance. This is, this is not going to be, this is not going to be good. It was, it was quite dark. There's no one else around in the neighborhood except for other garbage scavengers like you're not supposed to walk around by yourself in Tijuana at night, period. You should really, in Tijuana, you should use the buddy system, period. And that, that's downtown. Out here in the neighborhoods, in the neighborhoods, walking to the, walking to the OXO by yourself for Marlboro Rojo Cientos, that, that is, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. I only had... A couple smokes left, but I, I've made it work till uh, till the, till uh, till the morning. I usually don't don't smoke th this much, but there there's no nicotine gum anywhere. You, usually, I, I chain chew uh, nicotine gum. It's just a, just a weird calms me down. I, I just, don't ask me. I, I just do it. I just I. But there's no nicotine gum, so I've got a I'm doing the Marlboros while I'm here. So anyway, the good news is I survived, and Fish B couldn't be more pleased. All right, Fish B, let's get to uh, question one. So, ah, glad I made it. Glad I made it. Question one How's Devin Nunes' $250 million lawsuit against Twitter going? Yeah, Fish B, we heard, we heard, we heard the question. Thank you. Uh, it's, um, it's backfiring. Go figure. This is, this is what they call the Streisand effect. She, she sued someone because they, they were like harassing her house in Malibu, but no one knew where she lived. And then she sued this person. And then everyone found out where she lived, which brought more harassment. And she had to sell the house, hence the Streisand effect. But this at Devin Cow account, this this cow that, that taunts Devin Nunes and begs him to return home to Fresno, where he represents this Republican congressman, Devin Nunes, um, at Devin Cow, at the start, like the owner of this account who started it is like named in this two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit. But at Devin Cow, 
before the lawsuit only had 2,000 followers, only 2,000. Now, over half a million, and that number's just gonna keep climbing. Way to go, Devin Nunes. And I, and I love cows. I, you've, we've, we've talked on this show before but about Nickers, world's largest cow. He, he's too big to kill, so they're just going to let him go forever. There, there's Lil Bill we've talked about on this show, world's smallest cow. But I think, I think my fa- those are now the, the silver and bronze medalists. I think my new favorite cow in the world is Devon Cow. Question two, Fishby, question two. What do you love most about Tijuana? What do I love? There's so, I I mean, obviously, you know, don't, the buddy system, don't, don't, don't go to the OXO by yourself at uh, 1130 at night for Marlboro Rosientos. There are, that's a difficult question. I, I love Tijuana. I guarantee when I leave here, I'm going to miss it and, and be figuring out how soon can I come back here? I, I have sincerely fallen in love with the city. It's, it's, it's the music, it's the food, it's, it's, it's the culture. It's, I think mostly it's just the, it's the vibrancy of the people. The, um, it's, it, it's, it's the inner fight, it's, it's the inner pride that, that kind of uh, uh, is, is part of the whole Mexican culture. But people, people smile here. People are friendly here. I walk down the road to the grocer, the Soriano, and even like the security guys, like like they know me now, like they dap me up, like there's other dudes that work at the tire shop, like they say hi, like the taco stand, like everyone's all friendly, like they smile. It's, it's nice. It's a joyous culture. It's which is completely opposite of the very waspy parts of America, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant stiff upper lip be calm and carry on and you know, everything is so goddamn serious all the time. It's, uh, you know, it's a great city. It's a great city. I, I love Tijuana, but the thing I love most is definitely the people. Next, Fishby. Is Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas an Uncle Tom? Holy shit, Fishby. Who writes these questions? What the fuck? Is Supreme... I... Is he an Uncle Tom, the only black Supreme Court justice, the, the second only in history is Thurgood Marshall and now Clarence Thomas? Um, even though my kids like to joke around how they have two black parents, I'm, I'm not going near that. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I can comment on Clarence Thomas, but I, I, I am refraining from going anywhere near that question. Uh, Clarence Thomas is in the news today because he, when people are litigating their cases before the, before the Supreme Court or soliciting their cases, um, the, the justices always ask questions, everyone except for Clarence Thomas. He once went 10 whole years without us asking a single question of any case that appeared before the Supreme Court. Recent, most recently, he's gone three years Today, for the first time in three years, he asked a question. And the weird thing about Clarence Thomas is not only is he the most conservative justice on the court, to me, he's, he's the worst justice. He, he writes the, the worst opinions, if you actually take the time and, and read that stuff. And I'm, I'm so nerdy, I, I do when I can. 
It's uh, he always. Uh, you'd think uh, if anyone would be sympathetic to minority issues of of all rainbow shapes and sizes before the court, it would be Clarence Thomas. But it's exactly the opposite. the The case was uh, stacking juries. Is it? Is it? Can, can you just dismiss jury members based on race alone? And after, and, and this guy was convicted in Mississippi. They got rid of every black juror except for one. And then they asked, like the the defense counsel, his question was. Well, how many white jurors did they kick off the ju- from from the jury pool? And 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 the answer was a few. But then, thank God, Justice Sonia Sotomayor spoke up and said, "Well, didn't they have to because there were only white jurors left?" To which the question, well, the answer was yes. So that's that's Clarence Thomas. And by the way, his, his wife is one of the founders of, remember that Tea Party movement? Remember the tea baggers? That she, uh, she was one of the founders. She has a weird first name, I forget, but they drive around in a Winnebago, which, which is fine. That's, that's fine. That's, I'm not, that's, that's fine. They have a Winnebago, but they're, uh, he's, he's a weird dude. He's not my favorite member of the Supreme Court, but I, that's as close as I'm getting to answering that question, Fishby. I mean, God. Are you trying to, we're going to get fired from a podcast where no one can fire. We're going to have to suspend ourselves if we went near that. Next question. Is marijuana, all right, this is more of my power alley. Is marijuana an effective cure for opiate abuse? Is marijuana an effective cure for opiate abuse? There's, There's doctors now that are coming out. This is dividing the medical community a little bit, but as someone who went through all those spine surgeries and 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 for, for, for years, off and on and off and on, I was hopelessly addicted to pain medication. It was it was it was a nightmare. You get them and you get too much and you promise yourself this time you're gonna make them last and you never do and then you go through these horrible withdrawals. It's, it's this constant just ebb and flow of, of misery and it, Affects everyone you love and know around you. It's it's horrible. It's it's horrible. But with my last surgery and my last infection and things, I was able to get through it much better by just taking pain pills for the first couple days after surgery, and then immediately switching to edible cannabis. And I found that worked absolutely fine. And I think when you're in the throes of opiate withdrawal, like massive quantities of edible marijuana will will definitely make that process easier. I don't know if it's a cure for opiate addiction, but it makes the process of getting off the opiates a lot easier. And in surgeries going forward, especially when you have a major surgery, once you get past those first few days where the wounds are really fresh and you're all kinds of pain... Once you get past that, you can totally switch to a cannabis. Smoking it doesn't work as good, but but the edibles, yeah, I I, I think is effective as someone who's lived through that. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, yeah, we, we got it, we got it, Fish Bowl. We just we just we just read your name. Yo, it, it's me, Fish B. Are we going out tonight? We, me, and you. 
I'm going out tonight. Uh, I believe, but should I, should I go to the exotic cabaret or should I go to Dandy Del Sur? Um, I believe I'm going to go to Dandy Del Sur. I believe I will save the uh, exotic cabaret for some of us. I'm going out tonight. If if you're nice, and, but st- seriously, an Uncle Tom question about Claire's, like, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? That's not really a way to get on my good side to take you out to the bar. I understand you want to get out of the house, but still. And remember that time last week when you and Paleta Bola de Fuego left me hanging, left me here by myself because you guys went to Club Hong Kong? What's up? Like, I'm not sure I owe you the favor of, of taking you out, to be totally honest. I'm serious. I, honestly, it's like doing a show with Groot. Um, next question. How many migrants... And at least Groot from, from, from Guardians of the Galaxy, I am Groot. At least he says three words and, and, and can move and do things. You're just kind of there. You're omnipresent. You're, just, you're, you're like time. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a subtle, subtle, subtle T.J. Miller reference. Um, how many migrants are currently held up in Tijuana? How many... I'm not sure anyone really knows the exact number, how, how many migrants are... I mean, the number is for sure in, in the thousands. It's, um, the city is bursting at the seams near the border. Uh, a lot of migrants, have, those that, that want asylum, they have to come to a port of entry, like, like, like Tijuana or, or, or over on the Texas side, but it's... It's a bunch. It's, I'm not sure they have an accurate number, but it's, it's, it's too many, and I'm not, I'm not sure exactly, exactly what they do. The, the city of Tijuana, if, if you look up the population, and this, this is just more, more, more generally, uh, I believe like, like Wikipedia or, or some site has the population listed at about 1.6 million. But a couple days ago, I was, in, I, was, I was in another cab, and no, there was no switchblades and, and no robbery. But I was in a cab, and this guy told me he's lived in Tijuana for 47 years and been driving a cab for 43, and, and we were talking about the city going back and forth. And he said, well, yeah, the, the one and a half million, that's about right in Tijuana proper. But actually, if you include the surrounding areas, if you include the entire metropolis, Four million people. So th- this is a this is a very big area, and there's so much poverty already. And how to absor- absorb this this migrant community that will probably never ever ever get into America is a difficult. Mexico doesn't know the answer. The U.S. doesn't know the answer. The migrants certainly don't know the answer. It's uh, it's tough. It's sad on, on a bunch of levels all the way around. I, I wish there was a. A magic potion, but unfortunately, there's not. Why won't Republicans do anything about an unfit president? Why? Why won't? Because they're scared. I mean, what? What kind of Republican Party is left? What? What? What, the conservatism in the party of Barry M. Goldwater? I mean, the party of Ronald Reagan? That party is dead at this point. This is, this is, this, this, this is a brand new brand of, of Republicanism. This is, this is Trumpism. And they're so, he's so popular with the base. 
a shrinking base, but the only Republicans can, can vote in a closed primary, and they're scared to death of crossing the president. And it, apparently, according to other members of, of Congress, that sure, they'll say these things about the president, how they're concerned about him behind closed doors, but they don't dare cross him in public for they're scared that they'll be annihilated on Twitter and primaried and which seems, you know, I mean, if you don't have the courage of your convictions to stand up and speak out in times like these, what the fuck are you doing in elected office to begin with? Why are you there? I mean, most of these people... Can, they can make more money in the private sector. Are, are they just that addicted to the power? They, they, they make this Faustian bargain with themselves that they, can, they have to bite their tongue because, because they, can, they can do more good on the inside rather than the outside? I mean, somebody other than Mitt Romney occasionally, I mean, say something for God's sake. I mean, the ghost of John McCain is more vocal against the president at this point than these Republicans that seemingly don't want to stand up and say anything bad about the president. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Jeez. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Fish B. We get it. How's your Mexican boner? Now for sure you're not going out. Now for sure, no way in hell have I taken it? No, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to the bar and I'm going by myself. Fuck you. How, that's an inappropriate question. Uh, fine. All right. Can we just, can we just agree on that? That it's, it's fine. And it's, it's, it's none, it's none, it's none of your business. God, you fucking fishbowl. Fishbowls these days, I tell you. I mean, they just used to, you know, you give them a responsibility other than holding fish. And look what look what's become of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. What kind of kid were you? What kind of what kind what kind of kid was was that? That, that that's a difficult question. Um, I like sports a lot growing up, but as you probably, I mean, I'm one of the weirdest adults you know, for God's sake. So imagine me as a kid. I. I was a, in elementary school. We moved around so much. I was I was a complete and total mess. I, I was always an outcast. I, there was there, there was clearly something wrong with me. And 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 older, bigger bully kids of the day they always kind of picked up on that. Um, in fifth grade, uh, things got so bad. Just just the bullying and being picked on at recess for almost the entire year. I wouldn't even go outside at recess. And like, for those of you that are that, that are parents or have kids or no kids, like, how in hindsight, like, how sad is that that a fifth grader is so tormented at school that they they, they can't even you know I mean for, you can't, can't even go outside and play by yourself. You can't even go outside. Luckily, there was a. A teacher would let, let me stay inside and read a book sometimes, or or I would help a janitor let, like go around and pick up lunch trays and shit. Like it, that was weird. And then, but here's the thing. But then, like almost all people uh, that have that have turned to comedy at some point in sixth grade, I came back to school after that horrible fifth grade year, and and 
I learned by making fun of myself and telling jokes and being the class clown, suddenly I was accepted and, and suddenly things weren't so bad. I could go outside and recess and, and all, all that was over. And again, it was different. Sixth grade was, was the top level of this elementary school, so there weren't, weren't the older kids anymore. But then unfortunately, three months into my sixth grade year, once I finally started to get it, my family moves to Portland, where I'm the new kid again, and get picked on brutally, and then uh, and then and then don't move back to Spokangelis till a little bit into my eighth grade year, and and, and th- things ended up being being fine. And then, I, like I said, I, I like sports. I played basketball. I was on the basketball team in high school and stuff. So it was I was a weird ass kid. I was a, I was I was a, and and I'm a weird ass adult. So go figure. To, if, hopefully that answers your question. How, in general, do you think the podcast is going? Yeah, Fish B, shut up. How, how in general? Um, you know, either, 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 either last night I was, I was a little bit manic and, and thinking too highly of myself and had too much confidence. Because remember last week when I was so frustrated and so mad at myself... I wanted to quit the podcast. I literally wanted to take all this equipment and go. I was gonna throw it in the Tijuana River. Just, just fuck it. Just, just, just quit. Just quit. Just quit. But then last night, I, I went on 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 Spotify, and I started listening to some of the podcasts they were recommending and and highlighting. And I'm like, well, this just sounds like two idiots talking. Like, it, and I, I started like listening to, to to what was gaining traction and what people did like. Uh, and, and I'm excluding like the top ten, like the big. I'm not talking about like the New York Times Daily and Joe. Rogan. I'm, not, I'm not talking about Adam Carolla and, and go, but the stuff that is what, what was being highlighted and promoted by Spotify was just. I, and then I went back and listened. And I'm not calling out anyone in particular but the stuff i heard and then and then again maybe i was manic and feeling too good about myself but then i went back and and listened to like six or seven shows that that i've done recently and i'm like i think it's okay you know this i've said it before i'll say it again to quote death metal pat the living legend there's no way this is the worst podcast on the internet you know I actually, after listening to these other podcasts, I and and these are podcasts that are, that are being promoted by Spotify. I, I I feel much better about what we're doing. We will uh we'll we'll find our traction. We'll uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're growing. We're growing. Next question: Are you excited for March Madness? Am I excited? This is, I mean, tomorrow the, the tournament fully starts in earnest, 9 a.m. Pacific time. I, it's my favorite day of the year every year. This is my Christmas. I love college basketball. I love March Madness. I'm going to be distracted the next two days. Uh, uh, that's for sure. This is, uh, this is awesome. Gonzaga plays like Fairleigh Dickinson tomorrow, the 16 seed. Gonzaga should be able to get through fairly Dickinson. They tip at 427 my time Pacific tomorrow. So we'll see about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't be, couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, before we get to Isaiah's question, which is next, we have a correction from last night. Speaking of death metal, Pat, the living legend, the pride of Arizona. 
Um, I was corrected. I thought that the 50th anniversary was only the third Woodstock. No, no. Apparently, apparently I'm the moron, and I don't know how the hell Pat knew this, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the fourth. There's the first one in 69, and then there was one in 94, the 25th, and then there was another one in 99, and 99 is the one where all the Limp Bizkit shit went down, and now, and now this one in 2019, and I, I still have no desire to go. Uh, la- oh, 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 yeah. Last question now. Belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player. Fish B, this is Isaiah's question. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, but it's Isaiah's question. Isaiah writes... Have you talked to Grandma lately? Have, have, I, ta- have I talked to my mom? Yeah, I, I talked to her a couple days ago. And, and I, got, I, got, I got really uh, uh, disappointing news, I thought, uh, from, from my mom, from, from, from Grandma. She told me that when I come back to the Spokangelis, the, the house has changed. Uh, something that's been in every house for is, is the entire time I was growing up was, was this baby grand piano. When I when I was a little kid, I was I was so blessed. So my, my my father could could play absolutely beautifully, and and every night he he would come home from work, and it, it was Beethoven and Mozart and, and Brahms, and it, it I I loved it, I, I adored it, and and at some point when I was oh my dad just stopped playing at at, at some point, and he hasn't played it in a long ass time, but they. They gave away the baby grand piano. It, apparently, it it, uh, it needed a lot of work, and it started to develop like a little crack in it. But it, it was a beautiful old instrument, and, and it's a beautiful piece of furniture to have in a home. For God's sake, if, if nothing else, it's eye candy, right? I mean, I mean, you know, it's the same reason the ladies like to invite me out. If, if nothing else, I'm eye candy. Um, I was bummed. I was bummed to hear that. I don't. I don't care if no one plays it. It's, I, I still liked having it around, but apparently the, uh, the baby grand piano is, uh, is gone. So I heard that from, uh, from Grandma. That was my last conversation with her. Before we get uh, in earnest to Paleta Bola de Fuego, let me tell you about this Nigerian refugee. The, the, the story I heard today, and I'm like, God, that is, or read today, actually. I'm like, that is great. This is a nine-year-old kid, so, so he's just a little bit older than, than our executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player, from, from Nigeria. His name is Tani Adewumi. Tani Adewumi, and, and he lives in, a, 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 he has a family of four, and they're Nigerian refugees. Uh, he started playing chess just last year as an eight-year-old, and at this time, his family was living. He was, he was going to school, I believe, PS16 in New York City. But his, his family was living in a homeless shelter, for God's sakes. And, and, and this kid, this, this Nigerian refugee, nine-year-old, just started playing chess last year. And if you're not sure, New York is kind of a big state. But he just won the New York State Scholastic Chess Championship. For his age group, which I believe was like under 12, and there are a lot of kids at New York, and there is a lot of old money and a lot of people that think they are smart as fuck, but, but, but this kid who just started playing a year ago, truly a savant. In fact, his story was so inspiring. Once the chess coach got him in and, and started talking and p- other people started to see him play, 
uh, some rich person in New York, God bless them, actually gifted his family an apartment. How wonderful is that? And, 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 and it gets even better. Since, since his story has gotten out, uh, his family has set up a charity in his name, uh, Atani Aduwami, uh, and, uh, and this is money to aid other uh, incoming refugees to the United States of America. But just in the last four days, it's raised over $190,000. How great is that? I, uh, I wanted to share that. And with that, Paleta Bola de Fuego, the paddle ball fire, the finale that has every other podcaster scratching their head. How do they top it? How do they, how do they possibly come up with something this rocking, something this just incredible to end their show? I don't think, best of luck to you. Stay up all night, you know, get an eight ball of blow and stay up the next three days and just bang your head against the wall and see if you can do something better than this. Whoo, that is hot. That is red hot. Motley Cruz, Nikki Six. Uh, there's a new uh, 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 Netflix movie. We can start to come out. Motley Crew coming out on Friday. But it turns out he had a one thousand dollar a day heroin habit. How are those all those guys still alive? Nikki Six, a one thousand dollar a day heroin habit. That's fucking impressive. R. Kelly has asked a judge to let him go to Dubai to do some concerts because he doesn't have any money. There's no way this judge is going to let him go. And apparently Dubai, uh, they, don't, they don't frown quite nearly as much on, on this treatment towards young women. It's like, like a little Saudi Arabia, Dubai, for God's sake. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3, rumored but now confirmed it is happening. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Apple has announced their AirPods 2, and I don't care. I don't like Apple headphones. I, I, I don't. I like, I'll, I'll pay for, for better earbuds. Apparently, the great thing about these is, is, is they, can, they can wirelessly charge in a case. Who gives a shit? Give me some good old-fashioned Bose cans and I'll be set. And lastly, Katie Couric revealed that she once went out on a date with senator and presidential candidate, now boyfriend of Cory, now boyfriend of Rosario Dawson, Cory Booker. This dude gets around. Cory Booker is a player. I mean, I know he was a football player at Stanford. I know he's, I know he's beautiful, but Jesus, Cory Booker, how about you? And with that, everybody, that, my friends is Bob's Fishbowl for the evening. As always, life is short. Be good to each other. Have, have the best night you can. Have the best day you can tomorrow. And everyone, meet back here tomorrow. If, if you're feeling extra nice and extra friendly, do me a favor and tell some about the show. Or, or don't. Truth be told, I'm not in charge of you. Till manana. I love you. Adios.